Hello everyone. So how are we today? Welcome to episode 4 of Know The Happiness How with Vinko Chow. I'm your host Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan aka Vinko Chow, the resilient coach from Bangalore, India. And today we bring to you an interview series of ours in the office corridors. We are going to talk about the happiness how and my guest today is Dr. Kalindi Kale. Well, I am excited and I have to be because it's not only uh, that I have a very eminent person with me, but also my own coach and facilitator who's taught me the nuances of coaching. So there's a long achievement that she's got. While I go through that, let me introduce you to Dr. Kalandi Kale. Dr. Kalandi, welcome to Know the Happiness How. Thank you so much. That's a wonderful initiative that you have started, Sikindra. Pleasure's all mine. Like I said, when I was starting out, I did have a list and I said, what better way than have someone who's been there, done that, and a long list of the achievements that you have, the corporate experience for over 25 years. In the coaching space, uh, you have a name in India, actually. And as a transformation coach, as a facilitator, in the qualification-wise, uh, guys, you would be happy to know Dr. Kalindi is a master's in Indology, master's in business administration, with specializing in marketing. She also has a doctorate in internal marketing. And that is very interesting. So what I would start with is to understand as to what drives you to uh, acquire all these qualifications. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess that's the one greed that I have left, which I've not been able to overcome. Right. Maybe, you know, greed for knowledge, greed for other, in fact, uh, it gives me a rush when I'm learning something new. It does necessarily need not be about uh, management. So you can see that uh, some qualification is related to management, but I'm a master's in Indology. So yes. variety keeps everything spiced up, you know. Yeah, and uh, among other things, all my viewers and listeners uh, would be happy to know that uh, she is a avid reader and she's a columnist. She has uh, published papers and written articles. She also has authored a book that has a very interesting name. And I would want Dr. Kalindi to tell us about that book. The Turning Point? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, the turning point <clears throat> is the story of one of the turning points in my life. Uh, people say that they have one turning point. I've, I've had many. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the important turning points of uh, uh, my career or my journey so far. Um, this is a story of a corporate or an organization which is on the brink of um, collapse. You know, a lot of times what happens is uh, organizations become myopic. They look at problems individually and they realize, oh, it's only this much. But when you look at the problems collectively, then you start tracing the link. Uh, my PhD is about internal marketing as an antecedent to customer delight. So it's about uh, organization development. It's about building efficiencies in organization. 
So while I was doing my PhD, I realized that I was talking more of theory. You know, I was writing the theory, I was writing about the literature review and stuff like that. But uh, this particular doctorate, I actually went through a before after journey with uh, one of the large organizations. And I realized that nowhere my PhD was capturing the human dynamics that happened during that period. And it was literally like, you know, I was watching episodes of a TV serial or um, maybe watching the movie. So I felt that somewhere, you know, even that needs to get documented. It, it's very interesting how much of a theory you might try to apply in your uh, careers or workplaces. There is an element of that, you know, human behavior, which always intrigued me. It still does trying to understand what it is, where it comes from. So I felt that I needed to write a story about it. I need, I needed to look at that. So my PhD is my thesis plus this book, you know, that makes the whole experience complete. If I have to describe my PhD as an experience rather than a degree, you know, so this books and my thesis, it makes it complete. All That's right. So, and uh, as you're talking about it, I still remember that and our association goes back about three years and I remember being your student and you being my facilitator in the journey of starting to become coach. And one day I received this book. I still remember, I was not a very avid reader. So I still remember the way you had put it across. And as I speak with you, let me tell you, everyone, I've got goosebumps here. <laughs> so it is a corporate fable of internal marketing, as she had put it. She's applied real life strategies there, which bring to table the speed, the depth and the focus which is required if you're pursuing some dreams. Lovely, lovely to know that, lovely to read it. Yes, once again, it is really an immense pleasure to have you here. Thank um, you, thank I'm, you so I'm, much. I'm slightly overwhelmed to <laughs> receive you on my <laughs> show. <laughs> and I'm sure that in the next 30 minutes or so, our listeners and viewers are really, really going to savor some moments of delight. Well, to begin with, let us understand your journey in the corporate world when you started off how you made your growth although it's a very long journey i would request you to bring up the salient points which can help our viewers to understand that yes while there is a lot of negativity the data speaks about that negativity it is kind of human element to be grappling with that so what are the better ways as a human, when you are encountered with a situation and how do you handle it without making it look very cumbersome? Honestly, Chow, uh, when I realized that uh, negativity is not there in the corporate, but negativity is within me, inside of me, that was a very revealing moment. Um, I realized one thing that if you follow your heart, if you do what you like to do, what you want to do in life, uh, not a single day is gloomy. A lot of times, you know, uh, negativity comes more out of incompetence leading to insecurity. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, you know, I feel that I'll fail or uh, I may not be able to achieve what I want to achieve. And then you keep some targets which are very materialistic. And All you right. feel that they are too much out of reach and that leads to insecurity. That kind of builds the negativity, negativity inside. That negativity inside actually comes out. And then it, you know, accumulates as negativity, you know, negativities of multiple people and that kind of blasts. 
so one thing i realized that incompetence so lack of knowledge basically that's where you know my fetish for knowing more and more uh, it started so incompetence leading to insecurity that was one thing which impacted uh, ego and greed you know i want more i want this i want that people forget to decipher between the need and the want mm-hmm. you know um so ego and greed leading to lack of that abundance mentality you know people are like sitting on the information sitting on the data sitting on the know how uh, not training people adequately not ensuring people are only caring about their own success in whatever parameters they say so abund- okay i i did have a negative fallout of abundance mentality also i did uh, have that brush with because of me having abundance mentality how it backfired but to be very honest that incidence is just one or two incidences yeah rest of it is the more i had this abundance mentality the more came back to me sometimes people have only a very short vision tomorrow a quarterly uh, target or a monthly target or a yearly target or what am i going to do in next 3 years so that is where all those expectations aspirations frustrations anger you know that starts accumulating and with so many people in the organization when that manifests into a collective uh, culture it becomes a very uh, what do you say potent or venomous culture so i guess i i very i could smoothly transition from that i realized probably you know i don't know some something in my family upbringing or whatever i i just came to this point pretty soon and one of the thing well, i said i have multiple turning points so one of the turning points was uh, 2007 mm-hmm. um i have got two masters in marketing mm-hmm. and um, i was into marketing as a profession marketing sales project management event management pr advertising etc uh, i was in uh, banking and finance and i was doing sales so i was doing fantastically well so if one of the parameters of success is making money i was making brilliant money but i realized that i'm not getting a good night sleep you know i'm not happy and i just came across you know those moments of truth which you have in life sometimes where i saw that how enabling people to become successful actually gave me a lot of contentment and that became the turning point one you know in 2007 when i shifted entirely from marketing to human resources learning and development when i made that shift um i will have to uh, mention over here the person who i consider to be a guru yeah uh, so my guru uh, he says that i never taught you anything but uh, like like a greedy and hungry person whether he taught me or not i ensured that i learned something from him so it's about how what you take from him so he, he said when i transitioned you know uh, in fact it was in 2004 um i was very uh, remorseful of uh, leaving what i really in- was enjoying doing at that time and i went to him and i said you know what i'm taking a detour in my career and this is what i'm doing and i'm feeling very sad about it that i have to take this i have to you know that word very important and then he told me only one thing he said kalin it doesn't matter what you do in life what matters is how many lives you touch and that was like oh my god i said this is too much uh i started thinking about it so that 
thing was cooking in my mind from 2004 to 2007 till i hit upon this okay this is what is helping me touch lives of people you know and um, well then i transitioned to uh, human resources that led me to one again one more transition of getting into organization development and helping organizations to cope with the changes that um, they are finding it so hard to and then again i transitioned into indology and well yeah it's 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 been a fun journey and adventure so far so if i have to kind of sum up what you said in the last about 10 minutes what my listeners and viewers can take is that you have to be positive you have to be competent enough and how do you increase your competency and positivity is by conviction and by increasing your knowledge your learnings have to be right up there even if your guru is trying to pass on something very subtly you should be there to receive it and like she said yes if you're ready to learn and disseminate to make lives better for people and if you are outward oriented certainly you would certainly have as she puts it peace of mind and good night sleep moving on well it has been really a smooth transition as you say but in your long span of about 25 years in the corporate and now that you're in the coaching stream and let me share it with my viewers and listeners that you know although she's a organization development and transformation coach she's an excellent life coach and as in the coaching fraternity and community we put it after a couple of sessions everything moves towards belief system and mindset so you must have encountered or come across people who were grappling with this and uh, how did do you think you could help them or they found their own ways to fight this menace uh, which actually emanates all around us and actually stems from what is inside us sometimes what is your take and how could you make that difference in people around you frankly i don't make any difference to people all right uh, people got to make a difference to themselves oh that's excellent okay. <laughs> yes yeah yes. i i really can't do i can't do much i can uh -huh. only share my experiences i can probably ask them very good questions which will help them to discover who they are what they are and what they are capable of and what is their potential rather than um, ruminating i would call it rumination it's like a cow you know it wow. takes the cud out and keeps on ruminating over and over mm -hmm. a lot of people dwell in the past um the sooner you can move on that's that's been the mantra you know uh there was a sagbar birbal story akbar birbal or there was some wise men in multiple uh, isms the story is said by so many people but the story goes this way you know there was a wise man uh, to whom uh, the king asked um you know what is that one sentence that can make you happy as well as that can make you sad and that kind of sticks with me you know the person said that uh, the wise man said that you know this one sentence this too shall pass all right when you are sad and you think this too shall pass suddenly you get in the comfort zone mm. and when you are too happy and elated and ecstatic about what you are doing and you remind yourself this too shall pass suddenly it calms you down suddenly it kind yes happiness is good i'm not saying happiness is not good but how long the euphoria should last how long should you dwell on the past laurels uh -huh. so moving on you know this too shall pass and therefore move on 
this episode this event has happened a new day has uh, arrived uh, you have to embrace the new day mm-hmm. so all i try to do is probably you know uh, make people have an awareness about this you know this to shall pass all right so oh, that was actually me going back into my own life and thinking of many episodes yet uh, kalindi you would agree that we would want to say that this too shall pass but uh, like one of my friends put it whatever happens happens for the good and we added up one more extension to that yet while it may be happening you wouldn't be enjoying it so how how do you continue to maintain that yes remember that that this too shall pass so how has it been for you i'm sure that there would have been times or where somebody close to you a colleague an employee would be grappling with this how how of the happiness so how do you handle that uh probably this too shall pass is not uh it's a state of mind mm-hmm. to be very honest it's a state of mind and that state of mind comes you don't even realize how it seeps in and how it comes gradually into you um for me how it worked was whenever i was in a situation happy or sad whenever i was in a situation i celebrated it if it was happy i um shed a tear or two when it was sad and then i said okay now what is what is tomorrow what is what is tomorrow have with me um it is probably uh, one thing which i felt which worked for me was i accepted me as a whole person i stopped discriminating between this is the professional me this is the personal me there is there is no professional me there is no personal me the body mind soul of the person remains the same whether it is in the office or whether it is at home or whether it is picnicking or watching a movie when you accept yourself as a whole person then suddenly you get multiple dimensions to think about and what helped me was when at office place there was a distress or there was a problem the whole me looked at what was going well in my so to say personal life you know looking at counting the blessings that that helps you you know yeah. looking at yourself as a whole person a lot of times people compartmentalize professional life personal life mm-hmm. and then professional life becomes bad they become so much focused at that that they forget that there are some blessings to count at the personal end all right and sometimes when you are facing turbulence at the personal life there is something very nice happening at some other end and thankfully um i'm a person of diverse interests and there are there were so many buckets um once again you know uh, i don't even remember who said this to me the person told me once that i was i was facing a very difficult situation in my life personal life mm-hmm. related to one specific person and uh, the person said that hey you are giving 100% weightage to something that is containing or that is um, occupying 10% of your life mm-hmm. and that 100% weightage is overshadowing all the 90% you know there is one more uh, book by stephen covey where he, uh, he talks about the 90 uh, 10 90% 10% yes, weightage yes, yes. how much weightage do we give to what yes and the moment i 
accepted that okay my my person me as a person is so many things and one thing is not going okay so that's only one thing right there are 10 other things that are going fine and that gives you a lot of energy that gives you a lot of positive impetus so probably people should start looking at themselves people should stop talking about this work life balance there's no work life balance mm-hmm. it's state of mind right now in the covid situation there are so many people who are complaining that it is now that our work life balance has gone for a toss because mm-hmm. even when we are having morning tea there is a call even when there is a lunch time there is a call and even even if we are at home we are actually not paying attention to our family at all we were better off when we were going to office and coming home late all right so work life balance is really a state of mind so what i read here is that it's okay it's okay to be in that moment it's okay to cry it's okay to not feel good at times and yet look at yourself as a whole there's so much happening in your life which is a blessing and you've put it so very succinctly that it is why should that 10% spoil the other 90% yeah so, so that's that's so nicely put across and my other question was on yes how do we people or how do the youngsters cope up kind of maintain that resilience in these difficult times so you partly touched that and yes very nicely you put it across that one has to understand that we are all we are in wholesome and if one can try and remember that that is so very nice so when i say that do you follow some kind of routine do you follow some habit or do you have a success mantra which keeps reminding you that you are a whole person and you have to respect that you have to count those blessings what do you do okay um so uh, let me uh, go one step back since you mentioned the youngsters yeah uh, and we were talking about whole person there's one point which probably i would recommend uh-huh. uh, these days people to people forget to create that multiple facets in life they put all eggs in one basket mm-hmm. i always tell people who are so driven by career that they should have a plan b okay. look at what happened in covid mm-hmm. people with who were more um, what do you say um diverse in their abilities they are the ones who survived mm-hmm. you know people who had a plan b they survived and they thrived mm-hmm. uh, you have to be you have to adapt and therefore you need to have multiple talents it is not specialized gone are the days of specialization where you do one thing and you do one thing only mm-hmm. so to be a whole person i said whole person because there are multiple facets mm-hmm. create and develop those multiple facets mm-hmm. be very aware of that and that leads me to answering your next question when there are multiple facets in your life ensure that nothing gets rusty all right uh so i don't have a schedule schedule per se it's not like morning i do this evening i do this but i personally what is work for me is i go by a sort of weekly target mm-hmm. okay now i wouldn't say target but aspirations okay i go by weekly aspirations where i say okay this is this is how much i need to do about my music this is how much i need to do about my reading uh this is how much i need to do about my listening i find shortcuts i like uh, for example uh, audio books that has become my amazing shortcut whenever i'm doing some uh, um, what do you say mechanical work cooking cleaning etc which 
over the period becomes mechanical i always have a audio book switched on so i use my idle idle time so smart use of time yes that is very important but have touch upon everything you know uh, every fortnight say, uh, i say that okay i need to sketch something in this 15 days you know so even if it is for 15 minutes so i should read and then there are certain things which automatically fall in the schedule so certain things which you need to take care of are you exercising well because i do believe a healthy mind stays in healthy body so you need to take care of your body so that falls in a schedule in a routine mm-hmm. that you have to do every day what you do is a material for about half an hour 45 minutes one hour one hour is something which i have to do so that i ensure that i do um okay something to get things into a pattern or to get th- habituated to certain things um i always have a buddy system so for music there is a buddy and it can be old or small i've got my niece who's way back uh, somewhere in nasik i kind of have a set time with her where you know i mm. i can learn a little bit of music from her so that becomes like a schedule okay but then i don't overdo it when you have diverse interests you also need to keep a balance in how much time you are in indulging in what so yeah and uh, i divide uh, my time into very crudely put i don't say it is a professional or a personal because there are quite a few professional things where i don't make money so um, i divide time into how much time do i need to spend on something which i'll make money for and how much time will i spend on items where i don't make money mm-hmm. okay there are some so to say hobby related items where also i make money mm-hmm. and there are some work work management related things where also i make money so i compartmentalize my work work into or time into uh, this much time i'll spend in making money this much time i'll not spend in making mm-hmm. money or this much i'll invest in all those activities where i don't make money you know i make it very simple for me okay yes so all those watching and listening understand that while you may not have a routine and it's okay not to have a schedule yes you have to keep doing certain things while work life balance necessarily may not be there yet there has to be some balance some sanity maintained and the good way is yes like she brought out have a buddy who can keep egging you sort and last was the interesting concept which we would like to know little more when you said there are few things which you do where even you were not making money So what is that thought behind it like i've heard and uh, as a energy practitioner myself i believe that energy has to go and come back <laughs> so is it something of that sort or is there another thought thankfully i'm not a very money motivated person by dna by my dna but sometimes you know uh, people make have their whole life around concept of making money there is so much to life than just money money is one thing you know there is beauty there is nature there is music there are friends there is having a great time there is indulging in food indulging in reading there are so many things in life and i don't know uh, i don't want to die with regrets i want to indulge and touch upon everything do everything enjoy everything lead a complete life so yeah you need to make money you need i'm not saying money is not important but how much weightage how much importance do we give again that you know 90 10 thing comes uh-huh. that one thing which is 10% of your life why do you let it overpower the beauty of life that it is it's a blessing to be alive it's a blessing 
टू बी सो काउंट योर ब्लेसिंग यू सो प्रिविलेज टू हैव दैट लिबर्टी टू मेक चॉइसिस सो that's 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 lovely to hear that sometimes you just don't think you do things for the sake of doing it like i also believe in being we are human being so just believe in being sometimes don't think too much so there we have kalindi telling us on various aspects of her life and how she views life i'm sure we are able to understand and derive certain small finesses wherever we need to and as we go further in uh talk we would like to understand with all this goodness that you have what is your vision what is your mission what are your goals going forward so i shall touch upon those in a wee bit so yes uh, guys you all also can grab a cup of tea coffee and maybe a glass of water and we come back and join you real soon so don't go any far We shall be back. <laughs>